If you like this podcast, you're going to really like McClanahan Academy. Head over to McClanahanAcademy.com. That's McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll. It's free of charge. You get a free class, 10 Myths of American History. When you do enroll, I've got nearly 20 classes there available for purchase. Go to McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll today and get a real history education. The Brian McClanahan Show, episode 520. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. Find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me an email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, free audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. Support the show by going to mcclanahanacademy.com. Always free to enroll. Get that free class, 10 Myths of American History. Buy a class or 12 there. That keeps this podcast free of charge. Also, go to Learn True, T-R-U-E, learntruehistory.com. It's my affiliate link for Tom Woods Liberty Classroom. Another great website. Click on that support tab at brianmcclanahan.com. Throw a few pennies my way. Get a book plate. Purchase one of my books, Forgotten, uh, I'm sorry, um, The Jeffersonian Tradition, uh, the Southern Scribblings, of course, I've got Nine Presidents who Screwed Up America, the Founding Fathers' Guide to the, Const- uh, Founding Fathers Guide to the Constitution, uh, the Politically Incorrect Guide to the Founding Fathers, so many other things, Forgotten Conservatives in American History. I've got so many books, and if you want my autograph, just buy that book plate at uh, brianmcclanahan.com under the Support tab. Click on the Shop tab, and uh, you can get my logo and all kinds of cool stuff. Lots of great ways to support the show. As always, share it around on social media, rate it where you get your podcasts, let people know you're thinking locally, acting locally, and send me those show requests. I do like to see them. This one is a show listener-generated episode as well, and I found it there's two parts of this again. So last episode, we did a little two parts. Two things go together. These two things go together, too. One is uh, something from The Blaze, and the other is a Reuters piece. I think it was Reuters. Yeah, Reuters piece, but... Uh, this from the Blaze. There was a tweet from Ford's Theater and the National Park Service, and I don't know if the let me. I, I don't know uh, if the tweet is still active or not. Let me see if I'm gonna click on it here. If it's if they took it down, no, no, they left it up. Um, and so this is this is funny. Ford's Theater NPS quote: Do you ever feel we as a nation put Abraham Lincoln on a pedestal? What do you think might be more a more useful, more complex, or more realistic way to think about or memorialize the 16th president? Now, of course, uh, this is, I think, a good question. In fact, I applaud the National Park Service in this age of iconoclasm to talk about Abraham Lincoln. I mean, look, if we're gonna if we're gonna start tearing down Robert E. Lee and we're gonna tear down uh, all these Confederate monuments. I mean, shouldn't Lincoln be? Shouldn't we question Lincoln? I mean, he, after all, he did say some pretty racist things. He uh, did uh, essentially suggest he would leave slavery intact until 1890. Uh, this is a man who supported the original 13th Amendment, which would have made slavery permanent in the Southern states. He wasn't a modern woke social justice warrior. He wasn't. So, should we have, you know, should we contextualize a Lincoln Memorial? Yes, he said all these wonderful things, but what about this right here? What about what he said in the Lincoln Douglas debates, where he was very critical of blacks and he said he believed to this, he belonged to the superior race? What about that? Should we not contextualize Abraham Lincoln? 
This is simply all they're asking. In the day of contextualization, should we not do that? Well, this created real controversy because, you see, this shows you how bad the Lincoln myth is on the left and the right. In fact, they universally, left and right, the one thing they'll all agree with is that Lincoln was the greatest president in America because he slaughtered a million Americans and he freed the slaves, supposedly. In fact, I'm going to talk about that in a minute with another thing that shows that the left really isn't that concerned about statues. It's just statues they don't like. They love statues. They love monuments. Just monuments they don't like have to come down. So if they don't like it, it's got to go away because it hurts their feelings, because these are a bunch of emotional wimps. So uh, you've got Ford's Theater, and so I'm going to read this piece from The Blaze. It's very short, but I want to read the tweets that came left and right from this. Okay, so... Ford's Theater lives in American infamy as the site where Abraham Lincoln, the 16th United States president, was fatally shot by John Wilkes Booth in April of 1865. The theater is now a national historic site managed by the National Park Service. However, an official social media account belonging to Ford's Theater incited mockery over the weekend after seemingly questioning why Lincoln has been put on a pedestal in American history. Well, I think that's a very good question. I mean, why do we put Lincoln on a pedestal? Why do we do that as an American society when Lincoln had all kinds of questionable views about all kinds of things? What did Ford's Theater say? The Twitter account for Ford's Theater solicited suggestions from social media users on, Saturdays, on Saturday a more useful, more complex, or more realistic way to remember Lincoln. And then I already read the tweet. So, the Blaze piece continues. Lincoln is considered consistently remembered as one of America's best presidents. Not only did he lead the U.S. through the American Civil War, with the Union defeating the Confederacy, but he was responsible for the Emancipation Proclamation, which declared freedom for all slaves in Confederate states. At least the Blaze gets that part of it right. It didn't free any slaves. It just declared freedom for slaves in Confederate states, which didn't free any... So it didn't really free any slaves. They don't say that. But that's the case. Of course, curiously here, Union is capitalized, but Confederate is not. Because to the Blaze which are David Barton wannabes, uh, the Confederacy was illegitimate. It wasn't, but that's what they think. Lincoln's legacy remembers him as someone who fought for freedom for enslaved Americans. Lincoln, in fact, has been named the greatest president in American history by C-SPAN for decades. That's because these are a bunch of dopes who are raiding presidents who don't really think about what a president should do, which is not slaughter people to save a union that wasn't... The union was still there. In 1861, you only had seven states out of the Union before Lincoln decided he was going to send troops into South Carolina to try to, quote-unquote, put down the rebellion. You still had eight slave states in the Union. The Union was still intact. You still had a government. You still had everything. You still had a military, obviously. You still had all the financial houses. You still had, uh, you still had everything you had. It's just you didn't have seven states in the Union. Would the Union still not exist? This is a question that nobody really ever answers anymore. Did the, was, this is what James Byard of Delaware was saying. Hey, wait a second here. Um, we still have the Union, right? I mean, last time I checked, we're still here in the Congress. Um, we still got a government. We still got a president. We still got a military. We still got financial houses. Still have trade. Still have all these things. Still have, we still have foreign relations. We haven't lost the Union, so what the heck are we talking about here? But I love the reactions because... Uh, this is coming from left and right. 
Considering Lincoln's status in American history, Ford's theater was raked over the coals for the tweet. Raked over the coals. John Wilkes Booth assassinated Abraham Lincoln in the Ford Theater in 1865 so that the Ford leader could assassinate his character 156 years later. Siraj Hashmi re- reacted. I think he's a, a kind of a right-wing comedian, sort of. I think. I'm not sure about who he is, but I think that's what he is. So, ostensibly on the right. Next up on Revisionism Hour, we have contributions from Dealey Plaza, the Buffalo Pan-American Exposition, and the Baltimore and Potomac Railroad Station, along with minor presentations from the Palace Hotel, San Francisco, and Warm Springs, Georgia. National Review's Charles Cook mocked. Ha 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 ha! So funny! National Review, that real bastion of comedic uh, thought here in America. Trying to reassassinate Abe, I see, another person said. I feel that Abraham Lincoln belongs on a pedestal and that it is both useful and realistic to recognize him as one of the greatest political leaders in human history, the Atlantic's Connor Friesdorf, or Friesdorf said. So here we have someone on the left. So we've got the right, we've got National Review, we've got now Atlantic chiming in. On the other hand, it's entirely on brand for Ford Cedar to take a shot at Lincoln. <laughs> Yanni Applebaum at the Atlantic said, of course, again, on the left. I feel that you as a Twitter account shouldn't diminish the president who was murdered while patronizing your theater. A tragic fact that is the only reason anyone cares about your theater. Christopher Scalia, son of the late Justice, late Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia said, I mean, so who is who cares about Christopher Scalia except he was the son of Antonin Scalia? Nobody would care about this guy otherwise. Who cares? If it weren't for Lincoln, you'd be condos right now, another person mocked. Did John Wilkes Booth tweet this? Fox Radio host Guy Benson mocked. We should build a temple to Lincoln on the National Mall, Washington Examiner reporter Derry, Jerry Dunleavy reacted. If I were Ford's theater, I would probably be quiet on Lincoln, another person said. All these tweets were stupid. Because you know what? We really do need a, reassess- a reassessment of Lincoln. That's something that we should be doing in the modern climate. Why not? You, what? Why do we draw the line at Confederate monuments? Why not all monuments? I've said this. This is the same thing Calhoun said in 1837. If we have one thing that... If we have unconstitutional government here, why can't it be used here? Well, if we have all this wokeism and stupidity running around here, why can't we use it here? I actually blurbed Tom DiLorenzo's book on Lincoln that people should show up to, uh, or after reading that book, I'm surprised people don't show up to the, uh, to the Lincoln Memorial with sledgehammers because he, Lincoln is a pretty bad person when it comes to government, when it comes to uh, all the things that we think that he was right on. In so many ways, he was wrong. So, I mean, why not? Why not? Why do we put Lincoln on the pedestal? Why don't we start reassessing Lincoln's legacy? Because if we do that, what's going to happen? If we start reassessing, I mean, the, the Atlantic Connor Friesdorf, I feel, first of all, the emotivism is coming out. I feel that Abraham Lincoln belongs on a pedestal and that it is both useful and realistic to recognize him as one of the greatest political leaders in human history. Yeah, because human greatness is measured in how many people you kill. If you're the left, clearly. Um, but the I feel part. And then, of course, you know, Lincoln is without, without question the greatest. All historians have said this. So now this by itself brings up a very good question. But then you couple this with the fact that Richmond, 
Uh, Richmond has unveiled a monument marking the end of slavery after removing Confederate statue. This is from Reuters. Two weeks after Richmond, Virginia removed a statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee that had prompted protests over racial injustice, the city unveiled a new monument on Wednesday commemorating the end of slavery. The Emancipation and Freedom Monument, designed by Oregon sculptor Thomas J. Warren, comprises two 12-foot bronze statues depicting a man and a woman carrying an infant, newly freed from slavery. The enslaved built this city with their hands, Richmond Mayor LeVar Stoney said at a ceremony to mark the occasion. We will build the city with our hearts. Yeah. I mean, because that's clearly what happened. With our hearts. With the hearts of recognizing uh, a man who was a homicidal maniac. That's what we need to do. That's really recon- That's real reconciliation. I mean, yeah. Okay, so let me continue. The new monument is located less than two miles from the site where the towering 61-foot Lee statue had stood for more than a century. Statues honoring the leaders of the Confederacy, the pro-slavery group of southern states that seceded from the United States and fought in the 1861-1865 Civil War have become targets of anti-racism protest. Richmond was the Confederate capital during the war. Governor Ralph Northam announced the Lee statue removal in June 2020, days after George Floyd, a black man, was killed by a white police officer in Minneapolis, sparking nationwide demonstrations. Just a couple of weeks ago, one of my proudest days, we took down a statue of a man who had led an army to stop the emancipation and freedom these figures symbolized, Northam said at a Wednesday ceremony. (laughs) Yeah, because that's what he did. I mean, this is the guy that hated... Hated emancipation so much he was willing to give it to black Southerners at the end of the war in return for fighting in the army. He just wanted to stop the emancipation and freedom of these people. The man that hated slavery so much, he emancipated the slaves in his care during the war. Wanted to stop it. Wanted to stop it. He hates these people. Hates them. He hates them so much he emancipated them. He hates them so much, he said, hey, look, let's put them in the army to fight for their freedom. Hates them. Hates them. This is real hate. Robert E. Lee had some real hate. None of these people on this pedestal, though, had any hate in their hearts. These were all people of love and compassion and freedom. The pedestal features the names of biographies and biographies of 10 black Virginians who contributed to fight for liberty before and after emancipation, including Nat Turner. Including Nat Turner, who briefly led a successful slave revolt in 1831 in the state. Nat Turner. Now, if anybody knows anything about Nat Turner, this is a we're going to rebuild this city with our hearts. Well, I wonder if the descendants of any of the people from this part of Virginia would be on board and saying, you know what, Nat Turner represents the heart of Virginia. Maybe it's because he had people essentially cut out the hearts of his victims and slaughter them. Maybe, I don't know, like an infant in her cradle. That's a real loving act. Real love. Real love when that happens. When you slaughter men, women, and children, mostly women and children, though, in the dead of the night. That's real love. That's real compassion. Real compassion. I mean, I don't know why we don't have Nat Turner monuments up all over America. Same thing with John Brown. John Brown needs to be up because this is a guy that showed real compassion to men and families, particularly those he slaughtered 
in Pottawatomie, Kansas. I mean, that guy should be up everywhere. Everywhere. Because, <laughs> you know, that's love. That's love. He's just freeing them from their evil. It's just love. It's love. Sure. This is what it's all about. That's what it's always all about, right? It's all about love and compassion. Clearly, from this, uh, this is this is where this stuff gets to be uh, so silly. But the other thing that's silly about the monument, where the Lincoln myth is on display, is in the statue itself. And of course, on the monument, I mean, the images of the mon the, the imaging of the monument is shocking, right? The pictures, the way that when you can see it, the the way that uh, the men are port the man is portrayed. He has, of course, scars on his back. He's got chains that uh, you know he's uh, he's had the chains freed, freed from the chains of slavery. This is the sensationalized image that abolitionists would often use to de to depict slavery in the South up through the 1830s, 40s, and 50s. We know by reading Eugene Genovese. Fogel and Engerman, that this was not necessarily the case in the South, particularly by 1860, that acts of violence and uh, you know brutal acts of, of violence had virtually disappeared throughout the South. They weren't there anymore. Nehemiah Adams wrote a book, uh, The South Side of Slavery, where he went to the South. He was an abolitionist. Nehemiah Adams from, from New England said, look, I'm going to go to the South and see how bad this really is. He ended up writing a book in the 1850s that said, oh my gosh, you abolitionists are crazy. It's not, nothing like you're describing it down here. Yeah, I mean, you can find, I mean, there's some things that we would question, certainly, but it's not like what you're describing. But you see, this is a sensationalized image of it. Now, on the other hand, anytime you put people in slavery, that's a bad thing. Freedom is much more desirable than anything else. And so this is why slaves, of course, welcomed it, right? And I think that's what we should talk about. Freedom and emancipation. Why not put the monument up? But of course, do it historically ac historically accurate. Uh, don't put the Emancipation Proclamation, January 1, 1863, in the monument because slavery didn't end then. Slavery didn't end on January 1, 1863. It ended in December of 1865 because Kentucky, Delaware, and New Jersey still had slavery at that particular time. So if we're going to really talk about the end of slavery, let's get the date right. This is the Lincoln myth, though. You see, these two things go together. We've got one saying, well, should we think about Lincoln? Should we think? Should we really put Lincoln on a pedestal? Or should we rethink the Lincoln myth? You have the left and right rally around the Lincoln myth, and then you have this stupid monument. When I say it's stupid because it's historically inaccurate and it champions a murderer, a homicidal maniac, if anything, that should be protested. They should have to remove that. They should have to remove Nat Turner immediately from that monument. No one should stand for that. No one should stand for that. So, should we have a homicidal maniac on a monument? What does that say about reconciliation? Should we have incorrect history on a date? I mean, the monument should have to be changed. That should have to be changed. It should have to be contextualized. In fact, what people in Virginia should start doing, conservatives, is start making petitions to contextualize the new monument for accurate history. Because it's inaccurate. If the Lee statue was inaccurate, if it glorified the lost cause and it said things on it that were inaccurate, well, so does the Emancipation Monument. From the beginning, it says things that are inaccurate. So that should be the contextualization. We should take this monument down now 
because it has inaccurate history that is that is damning because it glorifies violence against people. Should we, should we, I mean, fair is fair, right? I mean, fair is fair. So we should contextualize. We're going to contextualize Lincoln. I mean, I think that's a, that's a conversation. Of course, Lincoln, the myth of Lincoln has led to this ridiculous history on this monument. So if we're going to contextualize Lincoln, if we're going to tear down Confederate monuments, this monument needs to be contextualized. And I think that people should start doing this immediately in Virginia. Contextualize the monument. Fair is fair. It's not about hearts. They should have to sandblast that name of Nat Turner off that monument. They should have to change the date of the Emancipation Proclamation. That didn't free any slaves. Not one. Didn't free any slaves. It was a political move, not a move of freedom. Ultimately, of course, slavery would be ended, but not until the 13th Amendment was passed, and it would not be in effect until December of 1865. And we know some states had already abolished slavery before that point. I mean, because states can do that, right? States could do that, but we know slavery, there are slave auctions still in Kentucky. <laughs> still in Kentucky in November of 1865. Slavery still existed in New Jersey and Delaware until December of 1865, though there weren't many slaves there to begin with, but still existed. It was still legal. So let's get the history right, Reuters. Let's get the history right, Stony, Northam. We're going to do it. If you're going to tear down things because they portray an inaccurate history of a time period, then this one portrays an inaccurate history of a time period, too. So let's get it all right, or let's just, let's just not have any monuments. I mean, I said this before. Let's just tear them all down and rename all streets to one or two. But again, that has to be that's problematic because that's imperialistic. So let's just tear down all that stuff and rename everything and just go back to nothing. We just don't speak anymore. This is how stupid all this stuff is. Fine, have a monument to emancipation. I think that's a good idea. Let's have more monuments. But don't tear any down to put any up. To keep the other ones there and just put up new monuments. Putting this monument up, fine. But why take down the other one? If you're going to criticize one for being about wrong history, then the wrong history on this one, this one should have been perfect. And it's not. In fact, it's got glaring problems from the beginning. All right. The Lincoln myth is alive and well on the left and the right, and it creates stupidity. It creates stupid tweets, it creates stupid monuments, and it creates a stupid society. I'll see you next time on The Brian McClanahan Show. See you then. 